the end of the school year can be rather overwhelming for ADHD children and they may be experiencing conflicting emotions. They'll be sad because they won't see their friends for what seems to be a long time for them. And at the same time, they are excited about having a break, go on a vacation. What I've noticed is that as kids and adults with ADHD, we struggle a great deal with separation and things that come to an end. In this episode, we'll try to get more clarity on what is going on and what we can do. Welcome to the show. Honey, have you seen my keys? Huh, forget it. They're in my hand. There's more to ADHD than being easily distracted, scattered, or a master procrastinator. Being different is not a disability, and it's about damn time we break free from the shackles of society's labels and stigma. Hey there, I'm Zarina Boali, a French-Canadian journalist who found out had a uniquely wired brain at 40 and became a certified ADHD coach. This podcast brings forth a different perception of ADHD to help you amplify your brilliance and phenomenally stand out. Thanks for flying with us. Have a great day. Ready to blast off? Three, two, one. Welcome aboard. Hello, it is such a pleasure to connect with you this week to talk about how kids with ADHD may be experiencing the end of the school year differently and for many different reasons. As always, my creative ADHD brain and my journalist skills teamed up to bring you a different way to look at ADHD and what we experience in different seasons or moments of our lives. I hope you're doing fantastic. I am your host, Zarina Boali, and my intention is always to explore ADHD in positive and uplifting ways and to provide you with valuable information, tips, and how-tos that contribute to helping you better understand how your brain works and your child's so that you and them can thrive with ADHD not in spite of it. I know that one thing that we like a lot as ADHDers is to help others. And if you would like others like us to join the party and start seeing their uniquely wired brain with a new perspective, tap into their brilliance and embrace their difference, well, you can spread the word by sharing this podcast. And I thank you in advance for that. Because even if we were told we were too much, too loud, and outspoken, and that happened to me a lot and still does, being too much is the new enough. And I think it's time that we stop feeling bad for who we are. The world craves your vibrant energy, sense of humor, endless creativity, enthusiasm, and empathy. So for a lot of children, teachers, and parents, this week rhymes with the end of the school year. And something that happened last week was what inspired this episode, 
as it often does, but what happened really reminded me how the energy can get quite intense at the end of the school year. And it's the same if your child is in daycare, so the caregivers and the kids in the daycare will feel this sort of intensity going around. And like, gee, you as a parent probably feel it too because... You know, you may be going on vacation in a few weeks and, you know, you have these mixed emotions of, oh my God, there's so much to do and I can't wait to have a break. So you may feel more tired and overwhelmed, less patient and short-tempered, frustrated with all that needs to be done, like I said, before, you know, you go off for two or three weeks. But when you're aware that transitioning is a challenge with ADHD, there are ways to make transitions go a little smoother. The difference between school and work is that when it's time to go back, transitioning from vacation mode to work mode may be difficult, but your work environment will be the same. The environment for us is super important. And I'll talk a little bit about that later, but you maybe are seeing a difference in the child you have at home and the child that's in school. And like I said, I'll get a little bit more into that um, later in this episode. So how is your child experiencing the end of the school year? When summer is around the corner, emotions of all sorts may spike because there are a lot of endings to deal with. They won't see their friends as easily or frequently as they used to. They will lose some for different reasons. They will be in a different class or change school next year and have a new teacher. They worry that he or she won't be as nice as the one they had this year. And some kids may experience separation teacher anxiety. If they liked their teacher a lot, it may be even harder for them because goodbyes are often extremely difficult when you have ADHD. What else would you add on the list? Of course, it might not be an issue really in your family. Or on the contrary, you notice a change in behavior because it is in fact challenging and quite overwhelming. Was it difficult for you when you were a kid because you hated goodbyes and it was even more difficult if you had a teacher you particularly liked that year? I know that for me, I could definitely see and feel the difference between a teacher that even though didn't understand me completely was really making an effort to make a difference in my life. I mean, I could feel the connection. I could feel the love. I could even sense it in the energy. So to me, a year that ended with that type of teacher, of course, was more difficult because there was that separation happening. I really, really liked that teacher and they probably got 
you know, right on their mission of making a difference in my life because there's a few of them I still remember to this day. On the contrary, a year that I didn't feel the connection with my teacher or I felt that she was perceiving me as the kid disturbing more than a kid that just needed to be taken differently. Of course, I was excited that the school year was ending and I couldn't wait until it started again to see what teacher I would have, in the, even though we normally have an idea, but of course, there's always changes. And there's something really important I think you need to know and remember. If you have ADHD and your child inherited it from you, no one better than you can understand your child even if you experience ADHD differently. You know what it feels like to be in his or her shoes because you have been one of those kids and yours is are extremely lucky to have you as a parent to guide them and help them navigate this transition. And I have a question for you. How can your experience as a child help yours? I don't think there's no right or wrong answers and connecting with your inner child could be a good way to start. Here's a few cues that hopefully can help you find out what the little girl or little boy needed. Things you wished adults told you or explained to you. Feelings and emotions you didn't understand or weren't able to express or talk about. Anything that would have made you feel heard, understood, and secure. Even if your kid or kids with ADHD are looking forward to summertime, they can feel anxious or confused because they react differently from other kids that are so happy school is coming to an end. The idea is not necessarily to try and do everything to make it easier, but to rather hold the space for them as things that are not such a big deal or generally may feel like the end of the world right now or at the moment. And don't underestimate that as a parent, it has been a challenging year for you as well. And you may be glad that it's over. One reason for that can be that all you heard all year was complaints about your child being agitated, disturbing, unable to concentrate, could do better but not making enough effort. So basically all you got was negative feedback. As a young girl, this was definitely the kind of comments my mom got a lot. ADHD wasn't talked about much when I was in elementary school and being hyperactive, of course, I didn't fall under the radar. Every time my mom would meet with my teacher and sometimes the principal, she was under the impression the behavior the teacher was describing was one of another child because she didn't recognize me. She'd say, I don't understand. That's not the Zarina I know at home. She's quiet. I barely hear her. She does her thing, isn't agitated or overly talkative. Like, I mean, I would talk, but maybe not as much as I did in class. Her reaction was the same when she read comments on my report cards. 
When she asked me what happened, I couldn't always explain in a way that made sense for her and even for me. Then again, we didn't know that a lot of how I was in school had to do with ADHD. So in addition to the negative feedback, school coming to an end can feel somewhat like a relief for some ADHD kids that were left out and rejected by peers throughout the year. The impact ADHD has on peer relationship only illustrates that there's still a lot of stigma and misunderstanding around this neurodivergence and the statistics of ADHD children not being accepted and being rejected makes my heart break into a million pieces. Not too long ago, I heard that 65% of children with ADHD will be rejected by the time they reach grade 2. One study on the impact of ADHD girls estimated that between 50 and 80% of primary school children with ADHD can be considered peer rejected compared to 10-15% of typically developing boys and girls. These children have been shown to display increased social withdrawal and isolation and are perceived more negatively on all dimensions of stigma. For me, making friends was not much of an issue at, in school. But then again, I can't imagine what my childhood would have been like if I had been one of those kids that were constantly rejected, made fun of, and ridiculed. Not that I was immune to all that, but thank God I was outgoing, unshy, and hyperactive. Yes, I think that having a lot of energy, even if I can't recall being invited at birthday parties or invited friends over for mine, I really believe it was a good thing. And I also remember that I got along better with boys and with them, things were just easy. I would just get along with them so fluidly. And I remember most of them quite vividly, thanks to a few pictures my mom took and put in my albums. But my bestie in kindergarten was Michael, and we were inseparable. With my best friend Dave, we'd picnic in the yard and play with our matchbox cars. For me, having a friend or a few friends outside of school was perfect. In school, I took a lot of pleasure in making my classmates laugh, and the day I realized I had a public, well, the teachers were kind of doomed. So I think it's also important to let children know that it's not, because we know that as we get older, that it's not the amount of friends that you have, it's the quality of friends, you know? Those friends that whatever happens will be there, that you can call in the middle of the night if, you know, you need help for anything. They might not understand the concept completely because they're young, but I think they can, they, they're smarter than we think and we ought to not underestimate them, but to just let them know that friends that stick with you for a great number of years are much better ones than the ones that 
just kind of come and go. And of course, there will be some of those, but the closest friends will just be there, maybe not forever, but for a long time. And it's not because I was one of those kids that wasn't really rejected by peers that I want to do everything I can to make the statistics of peer rejection drop drastically. It's because I strongly believe that people with ADHD make incredible friends and we're fun to be around. We're super loyal. And I mean, when we love, we just we just love. There's no because, there's no condition. Like we just love with everything that we have. And another reason I want to do everything I can to contribute to those statistics dropping is that I strongly believe that it is possible to build a bridge between us and neurotypical folks. For that to happen requires a lot of change in the way ADHD is perceived and that it is well understood that we cannot change our brain, like we just can't, or we can't allow society to try to make us function like non-ADHDers do, because that's not who we are, and that's our job and our responsibility to do that. And that's why it's so important to acquire the knowledge and awareness of all facets of the functioning of your brain because it is unique. And it's also important to understand the other dimensions of, you know, the human that you are. That should remain a priority on your list, like a top priority. Now, as your child finishes a chapter to begin a new one, I want to share with you some questions you can reflect on. How can I support my child in this transition? Who do I need to be as a parent? You know, the parent you would have liked to have could give you a few cues on, you know, answering that question. And because we tend to forget the great things that we've accomplished, here are a few questions you can use to help your child anchor great things that happen since the beginning of the school year. What are you most proud of this year? What are your highlights from the past year? As we wrap up this episode, remember that as a parent, it's important for you to take time for yourself and to make sure that you are aware of what this transition means to you and how it is unfolding in your life. So taking time to reset is super important and you can do that in different ways. By breathing, by putting in extra self-care, making sure that your needs are met before anyone else's. And I know it's not always an easy thing to do, but it's a must. As a woman with ADHD, your hormones increase your symptoms. So it's important to remember that and that your emotions may be going haywire because of that. You may be or feel more sensitive or more teary. And I had to go for a jog last week because my emotional load was just 
too much to handle. So don't put too much pressure on yourself and remember to be kind to yourself. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can always leave your comments and questions either below this episode or write me an email and I will gladly read your message and respond. Until next time, take care. And remember that there are millions of other people out there with a unique brain like yours. I so appreciate you listening and I'd love to hear from you. If this episode resonated with you, let me know what valuable insight you're taking away and how you can implement it right now. Don't hesitate to leave a review on your favorite platform and share on social media. Until next time on Phenomenally ADHD, own your genius because you rock just the way you are.